Are you familiar with a new treatment for Parkinson's disease called Kinmobi? Kinmobi is the newest on-demand treatment for off episodes of Parkinson's disease. But how does it work? What are the risks? What is the best practice for initiating treatment of Kinmobi? On today's show, we're going to talk about Kinmobi, as well as off times that patients experience with Parkinson's disease, and how the caregiver can assist their loved one in dealing with this complication. Hello, and welcome to the Parkinson's Disease Caring Podcast. This podcast is produced for care partners and caregivers of loved ones with Parkinson's disease. This show is brought to you by Dr. Kloss's new book, You're a Better Parkinson's Disease Caregiver Than You Think. Please visit pdcaring.com for more information. Welcome to the show today. I'm going to be telling you about some of the patients in my clinic on today's show, and I'm going to change the names of these individuals to protect their privacy. I want to start with telling you a story about a patient named Steve. Steve was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease about seven years ago. I started him on carbidopa levodopa, which is also known as Cinemet, and he had a very nice response from the medication. The dosing was three times a day, about one hour before each meal. And he found that even if he took a dose a little bit late, or if it varied a little bit from day to day, he still had a very nice, consistent response from the medication throughout the day. And this went on for about six years. Sometimes we refer to this as a honeymoon period with the dopamine response. And then after this time point, he noticed a change where his symptoms would start to come back. That is tremor and stiffness of his limbs, a change in his walking pattern. And this change would occur roughly about an hour before the next dose was due. It didn't happen every day. And it didn't happen to exactly every dose, but it became more and more of a pattern over time. And it started out mild and then became more and more severe. He noticed that he really had to stay on time with his dosing. And eventually he also noticed that if he had too much protein in one of his meals or in a snack, he noticed that the response that he was getting from the medication was not quite as strong. We made some adjustments to his dosing schedule, and we were able to eliminate these off episodes, as they are called. And eventually we had to increase his dosing to four times a day in order to eliminate these off episodes. So this is a very typical pattern that we see with Parkinson's disease where over time, patients will experience some wearing off of their levodopa response. It typically happens close to the next dosing time. And we find that it's more likely to happen the younger the patient is at the time of diagnosis. The levodopa response becomes more unstable 
after many years with Parkinson's disease. But this can vary from patient to patient as far as the timing of onset of off episodes as well as the severity. And sometimes it's very minimal in some patients and they may not even bring this to the healthcare provider's attention. This problem has to do with a biological change that occurs in the brain as a result of the progression of Parkinson's disease. We may see patients experience hours of benefit from a dose of levodopa, and then the response tails off and eventually is lost. If the next dose is not due yet, or if it's delayed, then of course the Parkinson's symptoms may return. But the symptoms that return are not necessarily always motor symptoms. For some patients, they may experience non-motor symptoms during an off episode. These symptoms may include restless legs, anxiety, depression symptoms, irritability, and others. And I find that patients often have difficulty recognizing these fluctuations. Often patients only remember the bad times that they are experiencing throughout the day or throughout the week, and they sometimes forget the good times that they are having from their medication. As a caregiver, you may be able to better observe these fluctuations, and you may be able to be in a better position to tell your healthcare provider that there are good times, there are on times experienced, but there's also off times. The healthcare provider will often try to adjust the levodopa therapy first, as I described above with Steve's example, but we have other options. Sometimes we can convert patients to a more controlled release form of levodopa. Sometimes we can add an adjuvant therapy, another medication that helps to treat the low points or the off episodes. And then we have several on-demand or rescue medications on the market that will help treat these off episodes. We have had a medication called apomorphine that comes under the brand name Apokin, which is a subcutaneous injection that can be given as a rescue therapy for these off episodes. And this treatment has been available and on the market for many years. It has not been as popular due to the fact that it's a subcutaneous injection. Some patients are using liquid cinnamon. This is a recipe that the patient or caregiver may create where uh, carbidopa levodopa tablets are dissolved in a liquid beverage. The liquid is poured out uh, very scientifically to give a proper dosing amount as guided by the healthcare provider. And then this liquid is taken as a rescue therapy as needed. A great reference for this would be in Dr. Eric Alskog's book called The Parkinson's Treatment Book. In his book, you can find a recipe for liquid cinnamon, which may be worth discussing with the healthcare providers. 
A more recent treatment that has come to market is called Embrisia. This is a inhaler of dopamine that you may be familiar with. And finally, the topic of today's podcast is the newest medication FDA approved for rescue therapy for Parkinson's disease patients, oft times, is a medication named Kinmobi. Now, before we get to a discussion about Kinmobi, I want to tell you another story, and this one is about my mom with Parkinson's disease. When she started a controlled release form of carbidopa levodopa therapy, she also noticed some wearing off responses after several years, and she found it very difficult during the course of the day to stay on track with the timing of the dosing. It was very easy for her to get caught up in her volunteer work or other activities, and she might delay a dose that was due perhaps 30 minutes or an hour earlier. So for her, we decided to set an alarm on her cell phone that would go off at exactly the same intervals, and that way it would remind her to take the medication. So for many patients, this works quite well to have this reminder. I'm always told by patients, however, that sometimes despite the alarm going off, it's, it's not unusual for the alarm to be turned off and then still forgotten. So it's not a foolproof uh, process of remembering medication dosing. For many patients, just the fact that the medication effect is wearing off is uncomfortable enough that it will alert the patient that it's definitely time to take medication and they will remember to take dosing more consistently because they are trying to avoid the off symptom experience. Now I want to tell you about another patient named Cecil. Cecil had Parkinson's disease for about 15 years and his off times became more and more frequent and more and more severe. Instead of his off times always being predictable, meaning he would know that they were coming right before the next dose was due, unfortunately, Cecil experienced what are called unpredictable off times. These are times when the medication should be working, it's well within the dosing cycle, but unfortunately, it's suddenly lost and the patient moves into what is called the off episode. Cecil was also experiencing episodes where he would take a dose of medication and it failed to work. During these off experiences, Cecil would most commonly experience freezing of gait. So if he was on his feet trying to initiate a walk, he would suddenly freeze and he could not get his feet or legs to move forward. This sometimes occurred while he was actually walking, and it would commonly lead him to fall to his knees or sometimes just fall to the ground, thankfully, without injury. Because of these off times, Cecil 
reached a point where he decided to stay at home. He became homebound because he was so fearful of moving into an off episode while he was away from the home that he didn't want to be stuck somewhere or or have a fall somewhere where he would need help or potentially could injure himself. So for Cecil, he really needed an on-demand rescue therapy that he could have with him to treat these off episodes whenever they occur. I now want to move to another patient named Larry. Larry was experiencing motor fluctuations quite frequently because of a young onset form of Parkinson's disease. He figured out a schedule that for a while was working pretty well of taking the medication every two hours while awake. The difficulty that Larry was having was trying to balance his meals around the dosing intervals. We had told him that it would be best if he had a protein meal or snack one hour after taking a dose of medication or two hours after eating a meal. This is very difficult to accomplish when you're taking medication every two hours or more frequently. And what he found is that when he had a high-protein meal or snack, the on-response that he normally would experience was dampened, and a return of his Parkinson's symptoms was quite common. And it may not be quite as severe as an off episode, but it certainly was subtherapeutic and problematic for Larry. Larry would also have unpredictable off times and dose failures, as I described earlier. So again, Larry needed some type of rescue therapy that he could use. And for him, the rescue therapy was actually used prior to a high-protein meal. So he continued his usual schedule every two hours of his carbidopa-levodopa therapy. But if he knew a large meal was coming up, he would pre-dose before the meal about 30 minutes or so with his rescue therapy. And then he found that it kicked in just in time to avoid the protein effect on his regular carbidopa-levodopa dosing. So this worked out quite well for him. He managed to figure out exactly how much of a protein meal would require such a rescue therapy. And certainly some snacks and meals did not require rescue therapy at all. So this was a a situation where he really had to work on figuring out the details of his dosing cycle, his meal time, and rescue dosing schedule. So I've given to you a number of different scenarios that we encounter in the Parkinson's disease clinic. So what can you do as a caregiver to help your loved one with some of these issues? Well, first thing is to be aware of the off episode. If you notice that there's a fluctuation of response occurring throughout the day, then one thing that you can do to help your loved one is to keep track of these off episodes. You can do this by using a diary at home. 
where you write down the times and the duration of off episodes each day. You can also take note of when medication doses were taken on those particular days. You can also look at meals, particularly of the protein intake throughout the day. You can also look at sleep patterns, stress, and other variables that may be a part of the off-episode phenomenology. If you keep track of this, it's a great opportunity to take a leadership position and to help your loved one come up with a better way of identifying what factors may be provoking these off episodes. You can see if they're predictable or if some of them are unpredictable. You can also help your loved one by paying attention to the meals. So if you know that it's time for a dose and you are in the middle of preparing a meal, it might help your loved one to consider delaying the time of eating that particular meal so that it falls an hour after the dosing of the medication. You could remind your loved one about having protein snacks, particularly at times that may not be advantageous with the dosing cycle of the carbidopa levodopa. And if your loved one is experiencing these unpredictable offs or sudden offs that can be dangerous, such as leading to falls or causing freezing of gait or severe muscle cramping, then it's probably a good idea for you or someone else to be with your loved one so that if they need a rescue therapy or if they just need assistance, that they have someone there to help them during those times. It's important that you and your loved one bring to the healthcare provider these off-episode information that you're collecting and work with them on what they would recommend as the best strategy to treating these off-episodes. I want to now shift the podcast to help educate you on this new product called Kimobi so that you can have a good discussion with your healthcare provider for your loved one about this possible option for them. This may not be a good option for many patients, but it's important that you understand the benefits, the possible risks, and the alternatives to this type of on-demand off-treatment for Parkinson's disease. Kinmobi is apomorphine, the same medication that I mentioned earlier that comes in a subcutaneous injectable form named apokin. However, Kinmobi has the apomorphine medication on a sublingual film. This film is placed under the tongue by the patient as needed to rescue an off episode. In my experience, the medication has the capability of producing a response as quickly as three or four minutes after it is absorbed in the mouth, but it can certainly take longer. It may take 15, 20, or even 30 minutes before we see an adequate response. The response does tend to continue building over the course of about 60 minutes, 
And then the entire dose lasts, on average, I would say about two hours. It's important that a patient not chew the film or cut the film. And it's important that the patient place this film under the tongue and try best not to swallow for about two to three minutes. This allows the medication to be absorbed through the mucosa of the mouth. And by swallowing the medication too quickly, then the medication ends up becoming absorbed in the digestive tract, which will slow down the onset of response. So we want the best response to occur after absorption through the mucosa of the mouth. We want it to be a rapid rescue, and we want the medication to dissolve completely in the mouth. The advantage of Kinmobi is that it's very portable. It is placed inside of a very thin, lightweight package. You can put this little package or pouch in your pocket or in a handbag. It's very easy to have with you, and then you can pull it out at the time that you need a rapid rescue. Kinmobi is available in 10, 15, 20, 25, and 30 milligram doses. A titration pack is available, so a patient has an opportunity to try starting at the 10 milligram size and working up to find the dose that works the best. Then a maintenance dose of medication may be prescribed, and that's the one dose that will be used from that point forward as a rescue therapy. So out of all of the rescue therapies that we have available, I find that Kenmobi is perhaps the easiest for patients to use and probably the most portable of treatments to help the, with those off episodes when one is out and about away from home. It's important to know the potential side effects of Kenmobi. 28% of patients during the pivotal clinical trial before FDA approval experience nausea. If you read the label of Kinmobi, it's recommended that patients take an anti-nausea medication starting three days before the first dose of Kinmobi and then continued until nausea is no longer an issue. In our experience during the clinical trials, most patients, if they had nausea, would overcome this within a two-month time frame. There are many patients, in my experience, as well as in the clinical trials, that did not experience nausea, and therefore, they really don't need to take an anti-nausea medication. So each healthcare provider may have a different opinion on whether this needs to be started in all cases or used if nausea is experienced. Recently, I had a patient conduct a trial test of the medication in the office. I did not pre-prescribe an anti-nausea medication. She took the 10 milligram starting dose in the office after four minutes, she experienced a great response to the medication, and that response sustained for just over two hours. 
She did not have any nausea or vomiting during the trial and decided that she wanted to stay on this dose and not go up any higher. So for her, an anti-nausea medication was not required. But I have certainly experienced in the clinic many patients that on even the first dose of medication experienced quite significant nausea. So in those situations, it's important to start an anti-nausea medication, have that build up for at least three days so that Kinmobi can be properly uh, used in the titration kit. Now, we can't use just any anti-nausea medication. Many of the anti-nausea medications are contraindicated with Parkinson's disease. So we can't use medications such as Phenergan or Compazine. It's also important to point out that an anti-nausea medication called Zofran is contraindicated to be used with Kenmobi. So the anti-nausea medication that we use is one called Tigan. The generic name is trimethobenzamide. It comes in a 300 milligram pill taken three times a day. And again, usually we can wean this medication off in less than two months. Another side effect to be aware of is a hypersensitivity or allergic reaction to the medication. So the patient will want to um, alert the healthcare provider if any swelling or redness or irritation occurs in the mouth from the film itself. In most cases, the medication will be stopped because we found that rechallenging the medication may result in more severe reactions. Another possible side effect that I observed during the clinical trials was one of low blood pressure. This is why I believe as a caregiver, it's important for you to understand this medication and how it should be titrated. I recommend that this medication is titrated at least the first dose given in the healthcare provider's office. It's best that we have a blood pressure recording in the sitting and standing positions prior to taking the first dose of Kenmobi. And then after the medication is given in the office, it's important that the healthcare provider's office monitor blood pressure over the first hour after the use. In my experience, we would see an occasional drop in blood pressure that required a patient to lie on the exam table for sometimes up to an hour before it was safe for them to get back to their feet. We want to avoid a situation where the patient takes the first dose at home, their blood pressure drops too low, they don't realize this and perhaps try to walk across the room and the risk would be that they could pass out, fall, and suffer an injury. So we really advocate for the titration kit to be used for the first time in the office. Subsequent doses may be used as per the discretion of the healthcare provider. There are additional side effects that may occur. 
but these are uh, much less common. And it's important that all patients and caregivers review these potential side effects with the healthcare provider before you start this medication. Now for my three take-home points. Number one, be aware of off times. It's important as a caregiver to identify off times. These are common experiences for Parkinson's disease patients. You can help your loved one identify off symptoms throughout the day. You can take a leadership role in keeping a diary or writing down certain episodes and helping them find potential triggers, to find potential patterns, and to bring this information to your loved one's healthcare provider so that off treatments can be considered. Number two, be aware that there are multiple treatments for off episodes for Parkinson's disease patients. It's important to know that your loved one has many options to treat these off episodes. Talk to the healthcare provider about what would fit your loved one's needs the best. Medication adjustments can be made. Additional medications may be prescribed. And finally, on-demand or rescue medications may be prescribed to be used as needed. Your loved one may require your assistance to administer these on-demand treatments. And number three, it's important to recognize a new therapy available on the market. This therapy may be beneficial to your loved one. Kinmobi is a product that does require some in-clinic monitoring especially for first-time use of the medication. However, this medication may be a very beneficial treatment in alleviating off episodes for your loved one. I hope this information will serve you well. I hope that you will be able to better assist your loved one and gain more confidence as a caregiver for them. Remember, you are a better Parkinson's disease caregiver than you think. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Head over to pdcaring.com for more resources. Please share this podcast with other fellow care partners and caregivers. Subscribe so you won't miss any shows.